Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler on the evening of Tuesday, April 18th for another, I guess, midweek edition of the podcast. Here with me, of course, is uh, Elaine Lowe, who, uh, who your, your love is blind forever tattoo has uh, almost washed away there, Elaine. So that's that's really good. <laughs> from I'm sure, I'm sure you were very upset on Sunday night when the you, you couldn't be there with all your fellow I, I, fans. Nick Lachey broke my heart Sunday night. What can I say? <laughs> uh, we're, of course, here on Netflix uh, Q1 earnings report day, which kind of turned into Fox Dominion Settlement Day, uh, which we, we should at least acknowledge. A little bit of a long shadow there. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and given what was in the Netflix call, I think that'll be the, probably the dominant story tomorrow. But just uh, for the record, Fox will pay about half of what Dominion was asking at uh, $787 million payable in a suitcase full of small bills. And uh, the big losers are the hotel chains of Wilmington, Delaware, Elaine, I think. <laughs> and the the winner is the Amtrak Acela batch in New York and D.C. tonight, I think is probably worth that. Uh, who had their odds on that? <laughs> exactly. Uh, Fox stock is basically unmoved after hours because you got to love Wall Street. <laughs> well, the things that Wall Street will, the thing that moves a stock sometimes, it's such a still a mystery to me. Still a mystery. It's, it is. And then it sometimes like, yeah, that tracks like, you know, they just don't <laughs> like the things they care about don't care about. But back to Netflix, uh, Elaine, are you still awake after this earnings report? Oh my goodness. What a snoozer. I'm sure Netflix was very pleased that it was an uneventful quarter, especially when we think about uh, Q1 a year ago and how eventful that was. Uh, it, It must be nice for them to have a dull one every once in a while where it doesn't make enormous headlines the day after. Um, but yeah, it's like, what, what did we see sort of along the lines of what we expected? They missed a little, I think, on revenue and that's fine. And, uh, see solid year over year subs growth, a nice little free cash flow pop. That was probably the nice, nice thing on the balance sheet for them, but otherwise kind of an unremarkable quarter. What do you think? Yeah, it was, it's odd. We haven't had one of these from Netflix. I can't remember really like the either on the upside or the downside. Cause remember, you know, Q4, they added almost 8 million subscribers and which is about, you know, so like it's not all, always been the down ones that the Q1 call last year and Q4, the, the year, you know, before that were down, but it's rare to have a thing where you kind of shrug your shoulders a little bit. I mean, there's <laughs> stuff that they, you know, talked about, but there's no big headline. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They said we rolled out all the drama last quarter. <laughs> yeah, be a pretty much. This time around. Yeah, we didn't have read this time, but uh, uh, just for the facts. So subscribers uh, globally are now at 232.5 million. That's up 1.75 million, which was in line with their broad projections. Uh, Q2 will be probably similar. It sounded like they're not giving an exact number anymore that that was a thing of the past. So no more number projections. Revenue was uh, 8.16 billion, which was, uh, you know, a mere 150 million below projections layer, if that. So again, basically spot on uh, as you do there. And the free cash flow was over a billion, sorry, over 2 billion, which was almost, I mean, a good two and a half X, almost three, close to three X of what they did in the quarter last year. So that's the big change in the business, which free cash flow wasn't exactly going to get the, the the headlines that make news in town, probably. But. Well, if this was like five years ago when we were still talking about their cash burn, maybe. But yeah, this had been sort of expected for some time, right? And I think uh, you know what's the other only other update that that had people talking after hours about their the fact that they're not going to roll out paid sharing. They're going to delay it a little by like half a quarter or something, and people clutch their pearls for a moment and then 15 minutes. everybody went back on about the business. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, warning Americans, uh, 
password crackdown is coming in, this, in the next two months. Um, I guess the, it's going to be Q2, maybe early Q2. Now it's going to be probably later in Q2, but that was definitely uh, coming in this quarter. For now, you can continue sharing your parents' Netflix account. It's it's coming down. The, the, the hammer's coming, America. So uh, <laughs> you've been you've been warned by Netflix. And for the record, the the Love Is Blind issue was a bug, uh, Elaine. So a bug that was introduced after their last live special, according to Greg Peters, after the Chris Rock stand-up special, which went just fine. And yep. then they introduced something and didn't realize that there was a bug in there. And when they tried to launch this at scale, it just didn't really work out this time. But they assure us that they have the tech infrastructure for it, which I do not doubt. But still, what a Sunday for them. Yeah, not not a reassuring sight. Uh, for the record, they did say that 6.5 million people have watched the special since if you want to have a, a scale, a size of scale for the Love, Love is Blind reunion audience. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me and obviously we talk a lot about the strike and you know and, and and ted was asked about it on the whatever we call it but i can't even call it an earnings call the the video <laughs> uh drop of uh that was not live streamed by the way so there's no doing live earnings calls um <laughs> but there's no mention of it in the report and as you know as someone who has covered earnings calls for years you know you do have to publicly warn as a publicly traded company warn investors if you see a potential hit to your business on the horizon. But it sounds like they don't, right? Like listening yeah. to TED Talk sounds very reassured. Basically said, we've got TV shows and movies in the bank. So right. we hope it doesn't come to a strike. But if it does, he basically said business as usual is what it sounded like to me. Yep. And no official warning in the report either. So there wasn't even like there was mm -hmm. you know buried somewhere in there or, uh, that I saw at least. Uh, so not even a, a legal warning of just like, hey, this could affect our numbers for 2023. Like, yeah. Not a concern, sounds like. Not a concern. We will make our numbers no matter what happens. You know, we hope for the best and blah, blah, blah. But if there's any uh, question of Netflix's steadfastness, that pretty much answered it for me. So get ready to play the long game, uh, writers, I think is probably the takeaway. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, the other interesting stat I thought they dropped of the very, very few stats that they ever dropped was that 90% of viewing of the Chris Rock live special actually came after the live broadcast, which means that, I mean, I don't know how you want to slice and dice that, but it's like, do we call that a success for live appointment viewing then if 90% of the viewership came after the fact? Or is that just because they have such a massive viewer base that reasonably you can't expect uh, the other 90, you know, whatever, whatever that number is, especially internationally with different time zones and everything to tune in live. Hard to say. Exactly. It is a global business and it's a global live stream. So, and it was on a Saturday night as well, which is the lowest, you know, home using television night of the week. Uh, so the, all those kinds of factors. And, you know, I was thinking about that, the 90%, so, you know, 10, 90 split, but even the way, broadcast tv works these days if you look at the live plus 30 it's usually at least you know uh, i don't know 5x or whatever it is of, of the initial you know airing so i think even a lot of tv has moved on 90 10 is a bit more of a you know extreme of that but when you factor in exactly what you just said elaine about international it kind and, of feels like within reason and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to be a netflix apologist but kind of feels like within reason no yeah, exactly. I mean, sports is the only thing that you're going to get a real live, you know, a comedy special is fine to watch live. It's just as funny to, you know, mm -hmm. to watch the, the day later. There's not like any value to it that makes it, you know, inherent that, you know, you're going to miss something per se, as much as they tried to hype it that way to some degree, I guess. In that way, I wonder if Love is Blind was supposed to be the first real true test I mean, of live appointment <laughs> yeah, that's viewing, a good right? Point, because right? it's like, yeah, who's who needs to tune into a stand up special live? 
but yeah. you need to get that dirt on your favorite couple on Love is Blind or whatever, right? And so it, they made a huge deal out of this. I saw on Instagram, somebody was posting a story from the actual press event uh, where they were all just waiting around uh, for Aww. 90 minutes. But they actually got to watch it in the room later. But still, it was like, well, they, they made an enormous deal out of this. We'll see what... Uh... <laughs> Uh, perfect match. I don't know whatever of the shows I have. I'm not, this is not my genre, really, so I don't know what else. What else they could possibly. You're looking put. at me like it's my. I, genre. I'm more of a Great British Bake Off gal, right? <laughs> live stream some Bake Off, and that I could be, be there. Uh, live food can be a disaster. That's I, I could see that working. So I don't know. We'll see. Live from the UK, over to the ad tier. Uh, not a lot of any info there, and I kind of even said in the wake up this morning, I wouldn't expect much of anything here. The upfronts are in a month. You know, I don't think they're going to tip their hat to anything at this point, um, and they did not. No numbers, no monthly numbers, no subscriber numbers. This was the full, first full quarter of the ad tier as it launched, you know, in, in December. Which, fair enough, but after upfronts, I think we'll all expect a proper update. Oh, yeah, I mean, if not at that, you know, in in tandem with that but um and the mm-hmm. advertisers would as well because you know you're selling for the fall so you, if you have to yeah. give your projections out and if you're not giving projections you gotta give us something but the one thing they did say that it just raises my eyebrow on this but the revenue from their ad to add to your customers in the u.s which is seven dollars a month was matching mm-hmm. the revenue from the standard customers in the u.s which is 1550 a month which implies they're, which directly says they're making $8.50 a month in advertising sales to their ad tier customers. That sound right to you? I mean, it's what that means is that we have already matched our revenue, you know, for ad tier revenue with our standard customers. Like that's, you're right. saying you're making $15.50 a month from your ad tier customers, which means if I'm paying you seven, that means you're getting paid $8.50 by advertisers, which seems like a lot. That's a good point because that would be an enormous success at scale. Yeah. I mean, look, I know the initial buys were very, you know, the pricing was written about very, very high compared to other people. And there's some complaints from the ad community, which may, you know, maybe it's an initial launch thing to a degree, but I was like, that's mm-hmm. even Hulu, which is the, sta- you know, the been around for, you know, the, the longest in this, that's about, you know, roughly what they make, if not a little bit more than that. So I don't know that one. I mean, look, they, they said it, so it is what it is, but there's there was no, again, no breakdown or no, no visibility in this whatsoever, other than that broad statement. So that is it raised my eyebrow. I think that just speaks to the reading the tea leaves era of streaming where everything is like <laughs> dot, 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 question mark, dot, 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 TKTK. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a company that prides itself on, you know, the data and everything. And it's like, yeah, not nothing in this one, man. You know, it's, it's new. You have a grace period, but as you say, it's not the, the clock is ticking on it. Put it that way. Um, before people start asking real questions here, I think so. Ted uh, did get a question on the call about the film department. Update was basically, let's see, what was the update? Basically, everything's fine. Uh, no change to the film strategy. We can invest in big movies, and very emphatically, the other services don't have that scale, the revenue base or the viewer base. So, no change to Netflix's film strategy. Uh, despite some major restructuring over there and other changes. Uh, and of course, did emphasize again for the cheap seats, we make our movies for our subscribers, not for theatrical, just to that was also reiterated uh, again. But the thing that they have, a, they got a question on it in the earnings call, but was again, not in the report anywhere was gaming. Uh, this report you know, said in previous calls, it's kind of the new third pillar of the business. 
to have that not even mentioned in, in your earnings report is a little odd to me, but maybe I'm taking that a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. What, what do you think? I feel like we're lucky if we get like a twice yearly update on gaming. That's it's, it's yeah, kind of, <laughs> but they prioritize, you know, they spend, they're spending, they have four studios, whatever it is now, you know, there's, they're spending a lot of money on it. Yeah. They've got night school studio. They've got all these other folks now. I mean, if you look at the job listings on Netflix, which I do sometimes to get a sense of where they're headed and what they're doing. Yeah. They are constantly still hiring, not on mass or anything, but it's right. definitely still something that's in the works. It'd be nice to get an update once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I say in your, Hey, call, call your mom once in a while voice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll leave that one to you, but, uh, <laughs> but it's also, you know, how much are you spending on this? That, you know, I, I mean, at a certain point it's, it's part of your, is a lot, when does it become a line item, you know, in the, in the business, I guess is the a question, but. Speaking of which they did uh, give a tiny update on live events though, which I thought was interesting. No update on gaming. But I think it was Ted that said, oh, and, you know, like our live Bridgerton events, which I went to one of them and it was very much, very fun. There we go. Um, <laughs> uh, went decked out in full Regency attire and everything. But anyway, he said that stuff is, you know, the live events are doing well and they're going to continue to do live. Um, so interesting to get uh, an update on on something that really is like such a sliver on the balance sheet and and no update on gaming. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And even again, what is the strategy here? I mean, I, I, to my knowledge, these games are still all free. They're definitely not. You don't go into the app to play them. So, you know, gaming is to Netflix what Apple TV Plus is to Apple. Like, what's the business model here? What are you trying to do? This is not for subscribe. I mean, they kept even Greg got a question, uh, you know, about gaming and was just saying talking about the you know filling them uh, the subscribers and how much important you know it was to satisfy their and keep them playing give them things to do but you don't have to be a subscriber to use the game so i i don't you know i just doesn't the logic's not checking out for me on this one it's still not checking out for me i also gotta wonder how confusing of a user experience is it for the average netflix subscriber still when i think you have people who cover netflix who are like where do i find games how do i access this do I need to be a subscriber to do it? Yeah. All these questions that are, you know, and again, without any real strategy other than, you know, I just don't yet to see a vision on that. There's no numbers on it. They're spending a lot of money. They're hiring, as you said. So again, it feels like at these bigger Amazon and Apples of like, what you doing here? And uh, not a lot, not a lot of direct answers about what the long-term plan is here. Anything else? Uh, come, I think we hit the, the major points here. Of Did we talk content spend? We did. Oh, we didn't talk content spend. That's oh, of course. They get a little update right. on content spend. The, 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 the question that people are always asking, how much money are you spending on TV and movies and things this year? And they said uh, around $17 billion, which is kind of ballpark what they've given us before, 17 to $18 billion. So around the same, which I mean, UK, if you look at film and, you know, many potential cuts or, or sort of you know, fade out from Indian docs. It's like, yeah, that's probably a lot smaller. It's not going to make a huge dent in the budget. Right. Um, you know, you look at the amount of content they've banked in the, for a potential writer strike, you look at sort of their pipeline, which we know has narrowed a little bit over the last couple of years. But like Ted said, also, I think that uh, content spend has been a teeth put it lumpy because of i think it was the post-pandemic uh yeah the, just the way the way production has been still like following the bottleneck from the pandemic right yeah he did that was, that was what he alluded to there so and one of the things 
in the free cash flow, the big number they put out of again over two billion dollars. And one of the reasons that it was so high was that the their spending projections were less than seemed like less than they projected. So whether that means that lumpiness Elaine, or does that mean maybe they scale back a little bit more than films that they thought were gonna produce, or who you know, who knows what that is? Or is it licensing, maybe buying a little bit less from studios, you know, who knows what that is? Um, but but again, he yeah, he did allude to that kind of being a real still. Uh, we kind of think we're kind of in the new era, post-COVID era, but still things are kind of... Uh, also, given the fact that some of those COVID era protocols are going to be coming to an end right. soon, that's going to take a lot off the budgets because during peak COVID, that added about 20 to 30% to each production budget. So eventually the studios are all going to be able to slice that off their balance sheet. That's a really good point that maybe they're projecting out for the you know for the year, like, yeah, we're, we're not going to have to do that anymore than maybe we're, we're thinking we would have had to do before. So that's an excellent point. An excellent point. So... You know, again, Wall Street, <laughs> the stock did not move. <laughs> it moved for about 30 minutes and then it finished up back at about, you know, minus 0.3%. I think it was the last time I checked it. So Wall Street was not really impressed either. They were not, don't care about their free passwords. They have, all have paid accounts. <laughs> um, I will say, you know, Netflix still gives the greatest transparency into their business of any streaming business that we have. Um, granted, it's mm-hmm. pretty much their only business. So, they kind of have to but you know for everybody who wants to be evaluated and congratulated for all their success or whatever it is and the you know the a lot of people kind of you know sharpening their knives on sunday night when the live thing didn't go what didn't go at all uh people still have to do that but these numbers you know hit all the marks there's nothing in this that was like really a big question you know a few question marks but nothing that was really like oh my god a, a warning flash by any means at all um, and they give you the, they give you the numbers on the, on the, you know, outside of these little things we talk about gaming or ads here, things like that, but nobody gives you the transparency globally into where their business is growing, where the subscribers are, the ARPU, all the other stuff. Nobody does that at all. So I will, uh, want to acknowledge that I'd say the second is probably, I go Disney would be next for me. Then I go a distant HBO max peacock then paramount plus and then amazon and apple are sitting in the corner counting their <laughs> apple uh, all the way down the bottom <laughs> they're counting their fu money in the corner of, of the streaming world uh is that would you say that's probably would you rank them in that order do you think yeah i would say so props where props are due to netflix although as you say if streaming is your only business what other kind of update <laughs> are you going to give you can't couch it in theme parks or consumer products right. or any other massive cash cow that you have going so you better give us a little something True. on the streaming front but yeah i do appreciate it and i'm sure netflix appreciates that for once they have kind of a nothing burger of a quarter i would imagine no that. major headlines <laughs> it's a nice way to go especially the first quarter I guess officially with the co-CEOs, uh, you know, kind of running running the show there now. Reed was not on the call. So, oh, well, we have to we have to pour one out for Netflix DVDs, Elaine. Uh, they're shutting down oh, the DVD right. business in September. And that is, uh, was about $150 million business was that in right? fiscal 22. That's what I've read. And so, you know, it's like one of those things that was still chugging along in the background, but they finally retired decided to retire the old girl yeah dvd.com which is kind of the, the new the home for it uh will be no longer after september uh you know do people get to keep the dvds elaine do you have to give them what you, <laughs> what's gonna be the protocol it's here true. what happens to all those dvds now I mean, are they going to, to get, sell them to a like third party red, red box i don't know I don't who's gonna yeah what you know yeah i don't know what you do with them i'm like I think just say, Hey, and, and keep them <laughs> good news. It's a souvenir. <laughs> it's a parting souvenir. 
Um, <laughs> so get your red envelopes if you want to sign up and get a red envelope for your grandchildren. Uh, now is the time to do that because as of September, that will be is no now more. a good time to collect red envelopes so I can sell them on eBay. Yeah, five years from I now, mean, Netflix red envelopes. This is Gen. Uh, gen well, I don't know. Jack, I'll, give, I'll get millennial nostalgia. I think that probably falls into that. I'll say Gen <laughs> X, but probably more. I'll give it to your generation, not my generation. So Gen oh, Z will great, still be. Great. Yeah, you, you can have red envelopes. <laughs> Coveted <that>. item. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so that is the start of Wall Street Q1 uh, 2023 earnings season. Next week is when we uh, really kick into gear. Meta, Google, Comcast, Spotify, and so much more. Um, Elaine, if you need to reach me around lunchtime each day, I'll be taking a nap. So uh, between my calls, <laughs> <laughs> just note. Oh, we'll see if the rest of the quarter is a nothing burger, but I doubt it I will be. I think the Meta, <laughs> Meta and Google calls and advertising and other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, those businesses will have a lot more to uh to shine out for people about what the state of uh, the ad biz was in the first quarter, which the news certainly around and surveys and things of the news was not necessarily very positive. So about growth there. Um, I'll of course break all the numbers down each day in my uh, wake up newsletter, which you can get as part of your subscription at the angler.com. So go subscribe there. Uh, Elaine, oh, you'll be in uh, Vegas next week too. So uh, should we do a, a, a you'll be CinemaCon, right? Are you uh, heading out? CinemaConing, my my first CinemaCon ever. I'm very excited. Oh, really? Oh my! I, oh boy! All right. I've been to years of TCA, years of the TV this Critics nothing, Association nothing press like, nothing tour. Like that. Nothing no, like that. it's not. No, okay. No, whole different oh. kind of crowd. You're gonna love it. Oh man! I I await with bated breath. We made it to do a live <laughs> podcast in the floor of Las Vegas, but the Caesar's <laughs> Palace. But we'll we'll talk about that for for next week. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you soon.